Welcome to the first annual, not even first annual, first daily podcast of the Oaken Bros. Daily, weekly. Daily, week. No, we make this day. daily. We can do this. We work a lot, so. We do work a lot. We play golf a lot, too. That's fine. Yes. But the weather's getting cooler in New York, so we're going to have a lot of time to podcast. And we're going to be traveling a lot, so. We are going to be traveling. What do we have on the agenda? Well, we can take our iPhones. Yeah, well, I don't want to podcast on my iPhone. Portable. Anthony, big shout out. First of all, before we begin, big shout out to Anthony Lapretti. My Siri says Lapreet. So I have to say, call Anthony Lapreet. Hey, everyone. Anthony set Anthony's us up. unbelievable. This unbelievable setup. He's our Steven Spielberg of, or he's our Benji, right? Benji set it up at Howard Stern. He's our engineer. He's, he's our, our engineer. He's our Fred. Fred, yes. He's our Fred. He needs to make sounds in the background. <laughs> My name is Anthony Lapreet. So we are the Oaken Brothers. This is our podcast. And we're going to talk about what we want to talk about. Exactly. And the conversations are going to be free flowing and we're going to have a good time doing this. This is very new for us and coming from a family that has always remained very private. Um, this is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, and, you know, we run a worldwide family business. Right. And we are. We were very, very private, like my brother said, and we decided that we wanted to take it to another level and we realized that to do in order to go to the next level you have to put yourselves out there absolutely by being discreet too i mean we're sitting in our father's office we're surrounded by autograph photos of people who are living and people who aren't living anymore and uh, you know these people have been in the back of our cars for the last 40 plus years um we all sign confidentiality agreements at the company, so you know you really can't even see who's on the wall. Doesn't, it doesn't really matter; they're just autographs. Yeah, I know, I know, but it shows that we've driven some pretty famous people. Yeah. So, why we, why we're doing this? Who was it for you? It was Gary V that did this. You know, I was on. It was like, a year ago, right? Yeah, it was a year ago where Gary V was like, "You got to post content." Yeah, and, I, I was and, against and, it. And it was weird, and it felt so weird when we first started doing it. And right. then all of a sudden, you get in a rhythm, and you're like, wow, this, this is starting to work. We're actually starting to convert accounts. Yeah, but what was it that Gary V... Like, so we were... I was never on Facebook. When the first Facebook craze came out, I was never on it. All my books, right? I'm a writer. That's a whole other podcast. We'll talk about that later. But when I have this young publicist, and she's like, you got to be on Snapchat, you got to be on Instagram. And I did it for a day or two. And it's just it's it's a pain in the ass to keep up. So like, why all of a sudden, did we start like doing this? What what, what was that change that Gary V said, you got to post content where before we I don't even have a personal Facebook page. Right. The change was that, like I said before, we wanted to take it to the next level. And we, we were doing at our company, we own uh, a, a global car service called BLS, and we were doing all these amazing things. We were doing, we, we were driving all these amazing people, doing all these amazing events, and and really, you know, like wherever there is a world, uh, a world show, wherever there is a an important event happening, we're going to be driving people there. And I'm like, we're doing all these amazing things, and nobody knows. Nobody mm -hmm. knows. And, but we wanted to be able to give that information without... Um, without revealing who without, are actually without driving. Without right. who are really driving. So we, you know, while we maybe do a, a movie premiere once a week or twice a week or sometimes three or four times a week, you'll know that we're doing a movie premiere, but you're not going to know which one. Mm -hmm. And so our, our content strategy, so to speak, was 
let's have all the staff document everything that we're doing, take pictures, take videos, right. and I'm going to go on my LinkedIn and I'm going to post it. Right. Because, you know, like, we haven't really found real value in Instagram yet. That's not necessarily our target market because we're a B2B business. Right. So we have LinkedIn, which has been phenomenal, and we never expected well, What that. happened to you well, on LinkedIn? Like, so uh, a, a, an, event, a, an event PR company in Los Angeles reached out to us and said, oh my God, I love your content. Why aren't we working together? Mm-hmm. And we signed them up. They opened an account. We assigned rates to them. And all of a sudden, they started booking. And, and we got this amazing account just from LinkedIn. And from that point on, I'm like, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. And that, fast forward a year, that led to right now, where we have two microphones in front of our yeah, faces. Yeah, seriously. Where, you know, if the loudest is going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who are putting out the most content, the people that know you. And, you know, like we went to a convention, a, a, a limo convention, and I was walking around and it was like people were like, oh, you post all those videos. Mm-hmm. We're doing this to be famous, by the way. No, but we want to hand out autographs to all to the limo industry. <laughs> We're doing this because we want to build our business. Absolutely. Straight up. So far, so far, it's made me very uncomfortable to be on social media at, personally. Yeah, sure. We are very private people. So getting to this point where now you're going to be seen by lots of different people mm-hmm. and you're putting stuff out there that could haunt you. Now, I want to do a disclaimer on me. I have a, you know, I'm a writer, right? My entertainment attorney said, do not. don't be on social media because one day it could just come back and haunt you. You could say something that's uncouth or something that's fine now, but in 20 years from now, it's going to make it where, you know, that wasn't really right to even say. So right now you have nothing to lose right now. I I mean, yeah, that's true. Right. That is true. I mean, I am going to LA to meet with some production companies at the end of this month. So we'll stop. Yeah. Or I'll have my own podcast. No, you can't be famous. I'm going to be famous. It's going to be the Eric Oaken brothers podcast. No, we're not doing that. I want to be famous too. You'll be famous in other ways. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, so... So creating content um, has been paramount to our business, and I never expected that. Right. Because if you think about it... It was the website in the 90s, right? You, I came in... It was, but you know, people... I made the brochure. People, people didn't find the website. There's never been a better time for people to find out your, who you are mm-hmm. because it's so cheap to reach them. Mm-hmm. I can... I have almost 5,000 connections on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I make a post about a new vehicle that we're getting Mm -hmm. and that post will get 12 or 1300 views. You know, at best, if we're in a meeting with somebody, I can reach 10 people. Right. Now, all of a sudden I post something online, everybody knows. Right. And whether anything happens from those 5,000 people, whether they like it or they don't like it, or they don't even look at their phone that day, which is probably a- No, it's it's baloney. Impossible. You know, listen, when you're watching TV, when the commercial comes on, if you even still watch, TV I go right to way, my phone. You go to your phone when you're in the bathroom, taking a dump. You're on your phone. You're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Right. It is addicting. And I re- I watched this one thing on Bill Maher one time, where this guy was Bill Maher's anti-social media. He's like not. He's he's against on everything that Gary Vee stands for about posting your whole life online and whatnot. And this guy says, um, looking at your phone and seeing that like. Or seeing that repost or seeing a comment, it's like um, it's it's really just a slot machine. But 
yeah, that's it's true. gambling to you that you you, you want to get rewarded. It's a dopamine dump. But I'm not doing it to get. I'm not doing it to get rewarded for a like. We're doing this because we want to grow our business. We want to grow for our brand, brand recognition. For right. Brand recognition. We want to grow ourselves. So I don't really care about the likes. I care about you do though who we're reaching. Right. Because you know, like we're posting videos. Right. Those are only getting one or two hundred views. Right. But at best, if we're in a room with twenty people. And we're, we're, we're sitting down with clients or we're sitting down with uh, a new client. You can reach them and we can give that shtick to them. Mm-hmm. But I go and post it online. I'm getting 220 views. Mm-hmm. That's a lot better than 20 views. Right. That's a lot better than, than 20 people. Right. 220 now, brand new people are looking at what we have to say. LinkedIn is gold right now for us. LinkedIn is gold, especially in our industry. And I want to mention that our industry is full of them. No, no, no offense to the competition. They're dinosaurs. They're wearing shoulder pads in their suits. They're still thinking of the limousines. This is an ever-evolving industry. And if you're stuck in the 90s and early 2000s, um, and there are elements that I was stuck in that era too. Yeah, no, that, we, listen, you know, we, did, we didn't want to go the social media route. And right. Until we embrace social media, this is, it's still, you know, this isn't, um, it's not a proven concept yet if this is going to. I disagree. Really? Yeah, I disagree. Listen, we may, we're going to pr- get 20 views on this video. Right. On, on when we upload it to YouTube. Right. And that's fine. Right. I don't know whether this is interesting content or not, but we're just, we're just getting started. Right. But, you know, we want to do interviews. We want to interview our cousin who runs another family business. Right. We're going to interview Anthony about what it takes to, to run BLS New York. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't necessarily know if this is 100,000 people are going to watch each video. But, you never know. But I'll take 40 views. Right. You never know. All you need is one good view. Right. And they're going to say, you know what? These guys know what they're talking about. I want a million views. But I think we're going to have to talk about something other than transportation. Well, yeah. Well, we're talking about our comfort zone now. We're talking about why we're doing this. That could provide value right. to a lot of different people. Well, it's taking the leap. And it's saying to yeah. yourself, you know, we're big believers in the universe, right? That we're both in sure. agreement with that. That we feel that if you write it down, and it's going to happen. You, you program your mind for success. You take the action for it. It will right. happen. We don't know where this is going to lead to. Eric, you you agree that this is going to become successful. I don't disagree I don't with see, that. I don't see why not. It could fizzle out. Yeah, I, but I, don't, I, don't, know. I don't think we'll ever run out of things to say. No, I agree. Even though you kind of have to talk about the same things over and over again. That's in, not true. In, in different ways. That's not necessarily true. We have, I mean, Gary Vee, he talks about the same thing over and over again. Well, but look at can, Gary Vee. You kind of need to hear it, though. Yes, you that's know, the you, truth. You, you need to hear the same thing over and over again. Anthony Robbins said repetition is the mother of skill. So if you're going to consistently repeat what you feel is the gospel of what the truth is, right. you're going you're gonna to live that truth. Right. You know, and sometimes it takes, like, I honestly, what he did is brilliant because I had to see the Gary Vee video mm-hmm. four times a day for mm-hmm. two months before we took the leap. And before said, it clicked. Before, before we took a picture of a car and posted it. Right. Let alone a video of ourselves that took eight or nine months. Right. You know, right. to take the leap. So you know what? Yeah, and again, who knows where this is have, even going to go? You do have to talk about the same things over and over again. I understand. But if, if anybody could get anything out of this is take the leap. Right. Take the leap and figure out. Figure out your strategy. Yeah, figure figure out, out your content strategy. Take the leap because Eric and I, we're, <laughs> we're virgins in this and we're learning the ropes as we go. But so far, it's paid off for us. And the idea of not doing it and not even knowing what you're missing out on, we're doing it and nothing may happen. Eric's right. It might fizzle out. But so far, it's 
it's been pretty dang good. We've con- knocking on wood. We've converted accounts. Yes. From online, and I did not expect that. Right. I did not expect that at all. Right. And you're in people's faces, and yeah, is this giving the competition an edge up? We don't believe in competition. We believe that competition. Um, we believe in creativity, and you're. Listen, this is Wallace Waddles. Big shout out to my favorite book of all time. The this Science of Getting Rich. Science of Getting Rich. It was written in 1905, I think, in 1905 or 1910. Early, early 1900s. This book was The Secret Before the Secret, and this taught you how to live your best life, right? It taught you how to manifest that there's a thinking stuff that all things are made from. And when you put good thoughts into this thinking stuff, you will get you will you'll get whatever you want. There, the, and we've lived this what now? It's it's been right. 14 years since we've been doing 15. Mm-hmm. What's, yeah, oh nine. So yeah, 13 years. Listen, we can't be afraid of competitors doing what we're doing. It's not even competitors. It's the idea of creation. Yeah, no, listen, we're going to create what we want. Correct. We we created this podcast and that's amazing. That's exactly right. And by doing this, we're going to get our names out there and more people are going to know about us. And, and, and not only that, we're going to give value to people. That's all we want to do. Because we're going to talk about our process about the process of how we got there right and what's helped us for the past our you know 20 year professional life right right and you know i think it's um if that can help one person who is just starting out or if that can help an employee that works for us or that can help a client mm-hmm. or now talking about our quote-unquote competitors and, and i've noticed it more that you you became a leader with with linkedin and it, you became kind of like um you're spearheading this limousine movement when i say limit i hate the word it's, limousine we're, we're a global car service we're and gl- if anyone right. doesn't know what that means is we drive executives celebrities and politicians all over the globe basically right. you know there's a certain uh discreetness safety and privacy that has to happen when you're driving that type of pe- that type of person mm-hmm. and we don't compete with uber it's not in the same ballpark we drive the most influential people in the world the people the who mo- yeah the movers and the shakers Right. And that's a very high touch business. The people who are getting into our car are not getting off their private plane and pressing a button for a car to show up. They want their Escalade with their bottle of water and their driver with their sports station on when they get in the car. You know, maybe their kids are getting into an Uber, but Uber is not our business model. And we have an entire podcast just dedicated to Uber and Lyft and ride sharing. We can have a podcast series all dedicated to uber uber and lyft on how what a toxic and i honestly and wish, stupid model business you know, model it is not because it's affected us not I, because it's affected us it has not affected us but go you, know, you know what i wish what do you wish i wish five years ago we were talking about it yeah i really really do. yeah people wouldn't because, believe because us <laughs> everything that's happening now we we, 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 we forecasted because, because we, this is our we grew up in this business right and Uber is no different from us. Right. They're a car service. So let's forecast now. I know we're onto the Uber thing, but let's forecast now. Where's Dara taking this? I think Uber will be around, and I think Uber will eventually make money, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be from car service. I agree. It's not going to be from car service. So that's going to be their loss leader? Until they figure out an Amazon web service. Mm-hmm. Until they figure out something that can actually make money. Right. Because transporting people, we've always said you can make a great living doing this. Yeah. You can support a lot of people. You can give lives to people. You can make clients happy and you can make a great living, but mm-hmm. you're not going to become a billionaire. No. And that's evident with Uber and Lyft and all the other ride shares because while they're making billions, they're losing billions. And in my opinion, if you're losing billions, you're not worth billions. If we gave our product away for free, we'd be doing billions of dollars a year. Right. Or if we gave it to for 20% of cost, we'd be, we'd be uh, you know, 
the big one of the biggest companies in the world, just like Uber. But not going to work. I digress. <clears throat> we could talk about Uber from today till tomorrow. I was saying that our clients that are getting into our cars are not um, are not Uber users. And yeah, so so that that's what we do. That is our day job. Correct. And where was that going? We had yeah. something. We had we were we were saying something, and then. You know, you're real. You're right about that. That I wish we would have done this in '05 because we would have said exactly, yeah, Uber's going to go public. They're never going to make a penny. It's going to yeah. cost billions of dollars to do it. But anyway, now now they're they're a joke. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, if they're I was running Uber, if I was running Uber, this is what I would do. I would close down every single market Besides except the maybe the top twenty major markets. I wouldn't even do twenty. Twenty markets. Yeah. They don't. There's, there's London. There's Brazil. There's Paris. There's New York, there's LA, San Francisco. All right, so fine. The top Dallas, 20 markets. There does Boston. not need to be an Uber in, in Charleston, South Carolina. There does not need to be an Uber no. in Toronto. There doesn't need to be. No. Toronto, yeah. I mean, I guess it is Toronto, a major market. Toronto's but a major city. 20 to 30 major if markets. If you're losing billions, you, you're not open. You shouldn't be open there. You should be open in New York, LA. You should be open in San Francisco, Miami, probably Chicago. But then all they would be would be us. Right. Because that's that's all that there is. When anytime there is a one to one service, it gets expensive. Right. When one person is Yeah, but they it, don't own the cars. It doesn't we matter. own the cars. It's, it's still expensive. Right. It's still expensive for that one person to do it. Why isn't getting a massage five dollars? Why is getting a massage depends on where you get the massage. Well but. listen, with a happy you know <laughs> when you get a massage, that that's gonna be seventy five, fifty, ninety dollars. That's expensive. Where we live because it's, it's a, much more than that. Because it's a one-to-one service. Anytime right. you have a, a business where one-to-one service is expensive. And Uber tried to make that not expensive because they thought they had new magic or something. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way it works. You do that with any business. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to compare them to a software company. Mm-hmm. A software company is the complete opposite of that. Software is one piece of software for a million people. Mm-hmm. That's how those companies made billion. But now it's like having one piece of custom software for each and every person that's getting into that car. It's very hard to make money that way. Mm-hmm. I think Uber Eats is, a, is an incredible business model. Tell the audience what you learned a couple weeks ago when you ordered from Mara's. Big shout out to Mara's Homemade. Mara's Homemade. In and they're not paying us for this, by the Sias way. In at New York, delicious barbecue food. So I was talking to her, the owner. Mara. Mara, yeah. And she came out to Long Island from New York City, I think, eight or nine years ago. And I'm like, why aren't you on Uber Eats? And she's like, because they take 30% of gross sales. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, we, they take 30% of, of, of our, not. And she's like, that would be all of our profit. Right. And I'm like, and that's on top of the fees that they, that they book. Right. And uh, it, it blew my mind. And she's like, yeah, there's no money left. And she's like, but what, what everyone does is they just raise the prices and no one's going to order there in any way. Cause like her rack of ribs is already 20 bucks. Right. So what she's going to raise it to $30 for a rack of ribs. No now? one's going to buy a rack of ribs for 30 bucks. Exactly. You can get it from the supermarket for what? $7 or something. You can get, yeah, you can get pork ribs for, you know, for, they won't, they won't taste like Mara's, I can tell you that much. But the idea is that Uber Eats is an amazing business model. 
you think that you're getting the service, but they're cannibalizing the restaurant industry. They're destroying the restaurant because they're taking a thirty percent cut. Who knows what they're taking from McDonald's? Well, I, I bet you Mc, I, they're not. Making, no, no the much cheaper. Why, yeah, right. the reason why they're not making money at that business is because McDonald's isn't going to pay thirty percent. McDonald's is probably paying two percent. Absolutely. If that. Absolutely. Less. So you know that's that's just a different. It's a different beast. I can't really speak for the Uber Eats portion of their business. I think it's much. a great business you know, model. I like can, DoorDash, Uber Eats. Uh, there was yeah, another one, Grubhub. We use all those delivery great stuff. services. Yeah, no, we love it. Yeah. We yeah. love it. I don't like the people coming to my house that are Uber drivers. I actually don't have anything Uber on my cell phone. That's, uh, um, I don't know if that's you like. You use DoorDash. I use DoorDash, and DoorDash still delivers the same. same. Yeah, all, I know, but it still delivers the same, the same. I understand that, but like these people come to my house, and they look like. No offense to the DoorDash drivers, but they're, they're creepy. They're, they're weird looking. I mean, you know, and the further you order out from, the further the restaurant you order out from, you're getting someone. Someone just came to my house. And we ordered in, then we did, ordered in Shake Shack a couple weeks ago. We got burgers and everything, no buns. That's a whole other podcast. And this person came in and they were like, You have a beautiful house. I'm like, Thank you. They're like, How much did you pay for this house? I'm like, Where's my food, bro? <laughs> you know, I, right. I, I paid for my food. I don't want to get to know you. Thank you for the delivery. The tips on there, you should be good. Yeah, but when did you move in here, dude? Did he really? <laughs> Thank you. Didn't tell yes. Him no, of course. I was saving it for the podcast. <laughs> creepy, really creepy. And so I'm, I'm saying to myself, I close the door. I'm like, Sharon. Sharon's my wife, by the way. I'm like, Sharon. I'm like, this person wants to know how long we've been here, how much we paid for the house, all this stuff. And it's like, just give me my burgers. I couldn't imagine what's happening in the back of an Uber car. What these Uber people know. Yeah, listen, all those guys know where you live. It's it's a very scary, very scary concept. There was a there was an article. No, there was a news. Uh, um, there was a newscast somewhere in like I think it was like D.C. or something where this Uber driver picked up this person, and she was like pretty important, I believe. And she took the person to the airport. And clearly she was living alone. Like she wasn't married or anything. She was living from a house. And maybe it was her and her husband or something like that. And the Uber driver went back and robbed the fucking house. I can curse on here, right? Yeah, sure. The Uber driver went back and robbed the house. And it was like, you know, they have a great PR machine. Say whatever you want about Uber. Not anymore. No, I don't agree with no, that. Not anymore. They, they're, they're, they still control the narrative on what gets put out there. Not really. You don't think, think so? I think they're completely out of control. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, but here you are. You have a stranger. And like Gary Vee says that. Gary Vee says like, you know, who would have thought in 20 years, back in like the late 90s, that we're going to have strangers picking us up? Right. I wouldn't put my kids in an Uber if if we were stranded. No, a taxi is way, and we're not a taxi service, but a taxi service is way more safe. But they're vetted. The drivers are vetted. The, the cars, cars are maintained. You know that the cars are maintained because they're the because they're all state and local inspected. Uber, you're being picked up in a guy with his Hyundai Sonata. When was the last you, time those brakes were checked? Right. But, but how do you even know if he was drinking at his house? The oil was changed, or how long was that driver on the road for? Yeah, all those really, things matter. People don't understand that. Like every driver that comes to our offices: New York, L.A., Vegas, Atlanta, Chicago, soon to be Hartford, um, Albuquerque, and but it was Washington. Every single driver that's going to come to our base is vetted by Anthony and Vinny and Johnny and Fonzie and, and, and all these guys, Travis, William, Mark, and the whole dispatch, their entire dispatch teams are watching these drivers come in 
to make sure that they look well rested to make sure that are they drunk are they smoking weed that's that's a whole other podcast that we could talk about this is such a human business where you have one person driving another person how do you call a stranger to pick up your kid how do you call a stranger to pick up your kid you know nothing about that you know nothing about there's no background checks do you even know if there's insurance on the car? Is that, is that something? It's it's murky to me. Well, I, let me you, ask you a question. You can't get a straight answer as to what what type of insurance to become they an, actually have. To become an Uber driver, to become an Uber driver, do you have to have insurance? Are the, is it mandated? I don't know. Anthony, think, do you know that? If you if you if you're an Uber driver, and you want if you're a driver and you want to become an Uber driver, get on their platform. Do you have to have insurance to be approved by them? You have to submit documents to get approved by them, but that, other than that, once you submit the documents, they don't care. They just want, want to fill the car. They just want bodies. They just want bodies. I mean, I guess that if you're submitting that you have legitimate insurance. But is it commercial insurance? What's the coverage? I don't know. Probably the minimum, whatever the state requires. I don't think it is. I, I don't think commercial liability doesn't do, does not write Uber. Right. So I, I listen. I I don't know one hundred percent. So you know, it's not a rabbit hole that I really am comfortable going. Down. I'd be curious to know that. Could you find that out? Yeah, we're, we're definitely good. Yeah, I'd be curious to know. Like, if you want to become an Uber driver, how do you? What, what's the insurance requirements per state? Let's say New York and California, for argument's sake, because like, if they are covered in insurance, fine. But you're still getting into a guy's car. Did he? Were the brakes inspected? Was the oil changed? You know. No. It, <laughs> Was the guy drinking? That's so important to know. I honestly don't understand how people how it took on like a tsunami. I cannot figure it out. Well, how because, people are not because because it was cheaper than a bus, right? Because, so they, because it was it was all, it was right. all price driven and it, it was revolutionary. There's no doubt about that. That that they took the concept of booking a car on your phone and made it on demand. And ma- made it on demand and it, and it was brilliant and it's it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. But for the man, there's a reason why there wasn't an Uber before Uber existed. Is because there's no money in it, the right. way they're doing it. Right. And that's pretty obvious. There's no money in marketing, in in driver retention, mm-hmm. insurance, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. It's an extraordinarily cost-intensive business. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. We, Look, we, we know that. We know that first. What happened to our insurance this year? We had a twenty-one million dollar liability policy, and that. That got reduced down to eleven million, and not because of anything. Not, not because of anything on on our part, but it just got reduced down because people just don't want to write commercial liability anymore. And when people say, "We hold on one second. Yeah, go ahead. People don't, the companies don't want to write commercial liability anymore, so we got reduced down to eleven million, but we're paying three times as much. Right, we're paying a bloody fortune to to have the insurance that we have, but it's you know it's obviously very critical to our business and we can't be in business without it because you have to have that to run and God knows what Uber has. And not only that, all of our affiliates, all of our affiliated companies uh, fall under our insurance. Mm-hmm. So that's not on vehicles, right? I don't know what's going to, I really don't know what's going to happen to them. I don't know if they're, you know, right now they're public. I think they hit a new low yesterday. Anthony, what's Uber stock? I can just look it up online. Anthony, the engineer, will do it. Anthony's not going to be here forever, though. Anthony, you're going to be here when we're podcasting. How much? All right, so I think it was up two dollars from yesterday. And Uber has a very minimal requirement for insurance, only about a million, and when you're not on a ride, it's only like twenty-five thousand. Oh my god! Oh my god! What a disaster! You could be twenty-one. 
Don't you wish we could pay that? Don't you wish our corporations go, well, we just want 25,000 insurance. <laughs> you would have, it would be his and his planes. I'd have a G4 and you'd have, you'd have a legacy. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's crazy. And how, how it took off, you're right, the technology's great. Yeah, the technology's great. And it definitely amped up our industry where- It definitely lit a know. fire under everyone on industry's ass because I'm telling you right now, our industry is loaded with dinosaurs. No offense to the other owners of the companies. They are not forward thinking. Eric is extraordinarily forward thinking. I'm not as forward thinking as he is. I have other, I have other, uh, you know, th ways of 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 moving the company forward. But Eric, when it came to technology, I mean, I gotta give you props, Anthony. Anthony too. I mean, you got, you know, the two of you. I'm including you in this, Anthony. Yeah, you Anthony, got, Anthony's my wingman with this. You know, yeah. we, we we constantly test new concepts. Yeah. And we're not. You afraid pilot of, new programs. Yeah, I can't think. Of, I can't think of a quarter of the shit that you guys works. do. What'd you say? It works, it works. My, my goals and efforts, my focus is, has always been on expansion. And, and we wouldn't have been able to expand the way we did if you didn't come up with the text messaging system. Right. Or Anthony piloting that program on the back end. Or, 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 or getting you, the... You have, to, you have to have trial and error. And a lot of the stuff that we tested failed. And that's fine. But it led right. to another option. Right. You know, I remember back in 2004 when we first started doing text messaging, we were doing it manually. Right. And we literally had the we were driving. We were driving into Queens. We used to commute from Long, the North Shore of Long Island to Queens. When it would rain out, it would take a good hour and 40 minutes. On a regular day, it's about an hour, right? An hour door. And it's what? It's 25 miles from where we live. We were on Astoria Boulevard and Eric's like, we need to have every single passenger get a text message. That's when text messages was becoming huge. Mm -hmm. and this, I used and to this remember. Is, this was before <laughs> APIs existed. This was before Web right. 2.0 was out. This was before all of those types of things. This is when you would text message and you'd have to press the three twice to get the E. Yeah, yeah. there was no, there was barely an iPhone out. I, right, I A, B, C, D, E. Yeah, you'd have yeah. to press the, the three twice to get right. the E on right. your phone. So You remember that? Yeah. So we were, so we started doing it manually. Driver, uh, dispatchers were literally. You needed it. at Verizon, right? Yeah. yeah at yeah. AT&T. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, we, and we were doing it manually and that eventually led to where we are today with messaging. And we're sending out thousands and thousands of messages an hour. Right. To clients, to executive em to assistants. Employees. Right. But you know, it, it, it goes across the board that the SMS alert is amazing because it's agnostic. It's an agnostic platform. Let me Any, ask you a question. Anybody can receive it. Let me ask you a question. Sure. How did you know to do that? What was the, we were on it, that it, ride. It, we were listening to Howard Stern and you're like. I'm into it. Every, I don't, because, because that's what I think about. Right. Because. How to make the company better. Yeah. How to make the company better. And, you, and sometimes you just get a gut feeling. You can see the writing on the wall mm -hmm. and say, this is potentially huge. Mm -hmm. And then we eventually built what's known today as, as called care alerts, which right. is used Everybody in the industry uses that that service, right? And you know, listen, the industry's success is our success, hundred percent. So you know, I believe you know. You, listen, how many? There's no patent, you know. Like there's no you can't. We're still recording, right? Yep. Yeah. We, this shit's gold, man. <laughs> we, oh damn, we didn't press record. <laughs> there's no, there's no, uh, there's no patent to the things that we create. It's not. It's not. Worth, we should do that though. It's not worth, we should patent no, it. It's not worth license to, it out to all the competitors. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Listen, we're not in the technology business. We're in the car service business. Right. So I have a very limited scope with my foresight. And that, my, that foresight is into the world of transportation right. and how to make things better, run more efficiently, right. new ideas. And 
social media is social media marketing is the next phase of I that. can't believe it. Yeah. I can't believe it. Because I fought this for so long. But, but, but the funny thing is, I never used to see clients. Michael was always the one. I was the I, face. I, I, the I joke was, was, the joke was, I was the face. Eric's the brains. It's because of the glasses. Right. I'm the good looking one. He's the smart one. And then. That's and not then, true at all. And then I but. was telling him probably a, more than a year prior that a year prior to us actually going live online mm-hmm. with our personalities, so to speak, that we have to do it. And he was just against it. So I'm like, you know what? Well, why was I against it? Why was I get not because I was being arbitrary, but like why was because I against you're it? You're always fucking arbitrary. I am arbitrary. Listen, this is as much as my company is as yours, as it is Anthony's, as it is Vinny's, as it is Kevin's, as it is Neil's, and Crystal and Marilyn. Sure. The idea of I didn't want to put us out there and jeopardize what we had. And and don't don't disparage what was built. No, no. From I, from listen. zero to the amount of to the amount of sales we were doing, I cold called from my desk. I'm I was flying all over the country to meet people to do RFPs. Mm-hmm. It was me and Marilyn. We didn't have salespeople. We didn't have a presence. I wanted to keep it private. And this was a huge leap for me. This was very... It's it, very uncomfortable. Well, it's hang on. It's really funny. Think about this. Being in front of people on a Wednesday night at the Palm in, the, in any city, pick a city, New York, Atlanta, Chicago, I'm in my element. Right. That is my happy and place. I, and I always hated that. You, you kind of still then, do. And then, and then so Michael, I, I, I saw the writing on the wall with social media that if you're right. not going to be there, no one's going to know who you are. And the opportunity to reach people was too easy. Right. And but then, it's really funny how we, we're both doing something now. I'm against social media. I don't like social media. Not, I, don't, I don't like social media, Mike. Don't get oh, me so wrong. You just don't like anything. You don't like sales. You don't like social media. You're a I miserable like, child. I like results. I agree. Oh, that's I, really good. Yeah, I, I, your, I, I like results. <laughs> there's your preview. You're a miserable child. No, I like results, I bitch. like results. But like <laughs> <laughs> I like results, and I like having... A direction on where to go and I like having success hang on one second but let's talk turkey here being on social media for myself Facebook Insta Twitter I was on Twitter for a little bit I was just trying to sell books I wasn't try- I was trying to learn about the carnivore diet and I was trying to sell books I wasn't interested in you know putting you know w- what I'm doing today I took my kids to Disney World none of that stuff I didn't yeah, want I don't want my life to be public agreed and our life isn't public no one's gonna know our life is pretty fucking public, Eric. No one knows. This might get a million views, and Anthony might fucking be but, here every day but, but it's engineering. Okay, us. so what do you know about Ga- what do you know about Gary V's wife? She's a warthog. Exactly, my. Point. I have no idea. Exactly, exactly. I have no. I, there's can, a picture of her. But Hang you on. can. But you can separate. Pull up Gary V's wife. No, no, it's his sister. He did that on purpose. Bullshit. I swear to God. Bullshit. It's his sister. I would love to show my he wife posted, on this channel. I think posted, my wife is gorgeous. He posted a picture you of him and his sister with his arm around her, and he labeled it as Gary V. wife on a blog, knowing, and he posted it everywhere as Gary V.'s wife. He's a smart because, guy. Because, he did, because his wife isn't into it. So really? So he, he, he keeps his whole... This is what you have to do. You have to paste that really freaky face, like that Jackie Chan face on this, so no one knows who I am. <laughs> for the entire start <laughs> for the entire podcast anyway you got out of your element when it came to going out selling right so i so was this in light, so so this our father passed and he was ill for a very long time 
so kind of we we stood by his side. He mm. wasn't traveling, so we weren't traveling all that. We took much. care of him. So so we took care of him, and that was that was a pretty long process. He passed away, and we realized, okay, let's let's wake up. We got to shake this off. We have to go out, and we have to pound the pavement. Right. And there's no uh, there's no easy way to do it. No. There's no easy way to travel. But, but there's this, no easy way to go get clients. But this didn't feel like work to me, Eric. Doing no, doing not, this now doesn't not, feel like work. Yeah, but it's not necessarily I'm going to say this. Easy. Here here's a quote. You know what it is? Hold take this like, to the bank. Hang on. Take this to the bank. Hold your shit. When you do what you love, it doesn't feel like work. And what we did this past year, flying to LA, meeting with clients, going to the Palm, and sitting there till eleven o'clock at night, that didn't feel like work to me. Right, but it's not easy. It's not easy. I don't. I don't it's not easy for people to get out and do it. Right. To, right, take, right. to take that take step, the leap to take the to, next to step to take the leap right. is not easy here we are we took this leap we took the leap we're podcasting the oaken right. bros brothers bros oaken brothers i'm calling it the oaken bros i like that better the oaken bros podcast what do you think anthony bros or brothers bros that's what i'm saying we're bros, bros. All right. we, I'm, I'm out we should get fucking ripped on camera get all fucking jack look at those guns you got a license for those guns eric you got <laughs> I, I work hard for that you got a permit for those guns We'll do like a we'll do like a weightlifting yeah. podcast, dude. The travel manager of like a major corporation is gonna be looking at this, going, and "This is say, who I'm using." We have to use that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're out of your comfort zone with sales. I'm out of my comfort zone with social media, and we're doing it. And the point of this podcast is, it doesn't matter what your comfort zone is. You have to do it. You have to take the leap, and it can mean a complete failure. You have to swing for the fences. I hate bringing sports metaphors into this because we're, we're not we're not that well, big into sports. No, no, no. I am. Michael, I am. Michael I, follows sports because I really enjoy has, sports because he has to. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Am I a diehard like those other dads that I go to? I could care less about sports. Eric doesn't like sports. You like poker? Poker's a sport. It's gambling. No, 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 bro. World Series of poker. Gambling. We played in it though. It's gambling and it's fun. Yeah, There's no doubt about that. But no, I'm not a. Eric's not I, a big I like, sports you know, fan. Actually, no, I like lifting. I like lifting. Weights. You like golf? I like golf. I don't like watching sports. That's fair. So you like to be involved in the sport. I like golf and lifting. Yeah, the dads at our children's schools are just obsessed with the idea of everything sports represents. Right. And it's cool, and it's something to talk about. But I mean, I took my two kids to um, a Mets game and we've, we've been brought up to Mets games. I mean, I'm not really, I'm not a Mets fan and I'm not a Yankees fan. I like both teams. That's my political response. My politically correct response. I, mean, I like any New York team. And then if there's now a, I like any LA team, if there's a Super Bowl, I'll always take the Northeast team. Really? Yeah. The closest one to home. You choose the Patriots. You fucking ass. The closest one to team. I don't care. You really fucking choose Tom Brady. I don't care. I'll choose the closest one. To no, me. I'm just kidding. I don't want to alienate the Boston crowd, but, um, I am a Bucks fan. I love Tampa Bay. But now I'm going to become an Oakland Raiders fan because my boy John Gruden's back on the Raiders. Are you watching Hard Knocks on HBO? I watched a few seasons. You got to watch. You got to watch this. It it takes the veil back on. I don't care. Yes, you do. I'm not fucking talking about sports on this thing. Let's make this a sports podcast. <laughs> no, Fred, I'm not doing that. The Oakland Raiders. <laughs> I'm not talking about sports. You know why the Oakland Raiders? They're my new team, the Vegas Raiders. I'm getting season tickets to that. Would you get? Would you get season tickets? I'm not interested. Let's fly to Vegas like every Sunday. And we'll come back to work on your, Monday. Your wife would love that. No. She'd probably go with me. Are you kidding me if I took Sharon to Vegas? I'll come film you. Do Dude, you would, you, would you do that? I'll bring the, the equipment. We'll fly there on JetBlue, but like we'll go to the private airport and like the try to pretend to get off a private plane. <laughs> <laughs> the hard, hard 
Oaken Bros Hard Knocks. Yeah. That's a football game. So anyway, um, how do we get into sports? The fuck do we talk about sports? It's like the one thing you don't want to talk about. I don't know, but it's, you very, do, it's very hard to keep track of what we're talking about. It is, here. but it's, I, at this point, this is great. Yeah, so Anthony, what do you think? Is this like legit? No, no keep legit. going, Eric. No, 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 I know, right. I know. Talked about different topics. Yeah, and this is the first hour. You know. How long have we been there. doing it for? Uh, all 40 minutes. minutes. 40 minutes. You got 40 minutes. Gold, I like it. gold, bro. So listen, I keep going. No, 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 no. no, no. Hold no, on. I, We're going to sign off. We have to sign off. Well, let's let's sign off. And there's always more. This is the first official Oaken Bros podcast. Oaken Bros. Oaken Brothers? Oaken Bros podcast. <laughs> Oaken Brothers podcast. We're signing off. This was amazing. I'm I loved Oaken. it. Yeah. My name is Eric Oaken. My name is Michael Oaken. Anthony Lapretti is our engineer. Big shout out, Anthony. And we're filming right from... Long Island, New York, live. At our corporate headquarters. At our corporate headquarters, BLS corporate headquarters. And you're going to be seeing a lot more of us because I loved this. This was a lot of fun. This was so cool. And it didn't feel I forced. No, I think we have a lot more to talk about. I think I, this wasn't even scratching the surface, Eric. No. I think, no, keep it going. Keep it yeah. going. We'll tell you, know, I'll, I'll give yeah. you the signal. <laughs> Cut it, Anthony. You know, this take the leap. Recap. Yeah. Recap for the day. Take the leap. Uber sucks. I'm amazing at golf. We didn't even talk about golf yet, did we? <laughs> That's the next podcast. Really, anyone listening to this, take the leap. Yeah, do take it. The, take the leap. Get online. Get online. Post the shit out of your business. We are living in a golden era right now. It's very cheap to reach the audience that you want to reach. And if we could do it, yeah, anybody can do it. Yeah, because we're in a we're in a B two B business. We're not yep. selling to consumers. So to reach the market of Instagram or like our, while our, while our clients, everyone's on Instagram. Yeah. They're not looking at what we want to sell on Instagram. So we're not selling anything on Instagram. I know we're not. I, I mean, I post, a you could take a bikini shot. You could put yourself in a bikini and take a bikini yeah. shot of I you. Like love that going to like Cabo St. Lucas and be like, hi, I'm Eric. And this is my bikini shot. That would be a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> you probably get a million views. <laughs> and by the way, I own a global car service. Does anybody want to use my global car service? <laughs> Aren't you glad you didn't cut this shit, Anthony? Should I hit it off 11? I'll hit off 11. I'll hit off 11. No, you let it flow. You, yeah. you put the shit out. Take the leap. Eric and I, we, we took just, a giant. Just, just post a picture. Right. Post a picture, put it out there, and then do I, it every Oh, si this is what I want to talk about. No, I fucking remembered now. I remembered now. Thank you for bringing me back there. Don't sell your company. You have these, what I, oh, that's what it is. You have these people online, these quote unquote competitors, these guys that own their own limo service. And they're going, we can pick Giving you away up. the uh, secret sauce here. But you know what? It's very hard to figure out how not to sell. Yeah. It's very hard to figure out how not to sell to sell. Right. Right. And that's, you can say that, but what does that mean? Right. What do you talk about? Right. How do you give value? That's that's the that's the code, that's the the, the secret the sauce. That's the puzzle that you have to decode. You have people, that we're right. figuring out. You know, listen, I don't always love just posting the same old Escalade picture, that gets a lot of likes. Mm -hmm. I much rather post pictures of you and I talking about things mm -hmm. that gets a lot less likes. So you know, I want to go. I want to keep going out of our comfort zone and keep giving value to people. Sure. And 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 and. I do believe get, that was build our personal brands. That was because. Uber's media, 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 
meteoric rise mm-hmm. to the top was because of their social presence. That it was it went, a, it went it was, viral. It was a product. It went viral. That everybody wanted, and the more people use them, the more money they lost. So why are we talking about Uber right now? Well, no, it's just a recap of what of what we spoke about today. Those are some really important topics. I mean, this this yeah. is if you you're getting those clips for LinkedIn. This is what we spoke about, and you know, if you want to see this video in its full length, go to YouTube. I you know I'm pushing Eric to put this on YouTube, and no, well, we have. I think we definitely have a video we can put on YouTube. You have the Oaken Bros podcast with the number one. We need an. Oh, we need the logo in the front, right? And the logo. Wait, hold on. Awesome. We didn't, we didn't show the logo. Awesome. Yes. Hold we on. have to close out with the logo. Yeah, I'm gonna do it right now on my phone. Eric, wa- I want to do something like a Warner Brothers logo because we're big Warner Brothers fans. Not with the DC universe though. No. Aquaman was really good. Did you see Aquaman? Yeah. Aquaman was awesome. And you know what was great? Open Bros. So the logo is... Speaking to the mic, bro. Sorry. The logo is a signal. And... We're broadcasting to the universe. We're broadcasting to the universe because we... That's the logo. That's the caption, broadcasting to the universe. I don't think we need a caption. Shut the fuck up. Yes, we do. No, we don't. I don't think we need a caption. But, you know, the logo is (laughs) Oaken Bros. This is us. And this is how we broadcast to the world. And this is our thoughts. And this is... We want to talk about how we had our success and hopefully you can rub off on somebody and they can have their success. That's all we want is that we want to, we want people to learn what has made us successful. And that's from the book that I wrote, um, Just Ask the Universe. I have applied these techniques. Just Ask the Universe by Michael Samuels. I'm not plugging any books well, that listen, I... listen, if anybody wants to read it, it, it could... That will not, change your life. It's 99 cents on Amazon, and I think it's free if you I think mom raised the price to $2.99. If you can't afford $2.99, not $299. But if, like, you're part of that reading club or whatever it is, it's free. Like, Amazon... On Amazon. Can, yeah, Amazon Kindle Whisper Unlimited. Whisper Sync? Yeah. Whisper Sync or something? Whisper Unlimited. Voice? Kindle Unlimited or something. But Kindle that, Unlimited, it's right. It's free. It's worth a read. It's it's like 90 pages. Definitely read it. 100. Yeah. With the recommended reading list. Listen, but with that, I think we should wrap it up. We are here to help people grow their business, to um, to better themselves, to make their lives the best it absolutely can be. Because we know it worked for us, and if that can help somebody who who needs the help, and maybe it will click. Right. And if this video only gets 20 views and it helps one person, that's ridiculous. It was worth everything. Yeah. And we're just getting started. Oaken Bros Podcast signing off. Thank you, guys. First, first show of the year. First show of our very long, lives. L- illustrious podcasting career. Big shout out, Anthony, and we want to thank everyone who set this up. Basically, Anthony set this up, right? Me and Anthony. You you gave Anthony like permission to get all this. You should see what's I going on behind the scenes. Hang on one second. Budget. Hang on one second. I put, I'm, I'm move this. Hold on one That's second. Fine. We have the, all this shit. Is Anthony? What's up, Anthony? We, we have all these computers we lined have three up. Cameras. We have three cameras. We got lights. We got a James Bond poster and a Back to the School poster. Back to School was my dad's favorite movie of all time. But you know, we I'll make sure I'm fucking centered. You know, we, we, we want to take this seriously. You good over that? Yeah, this is good. That was better than before. You want to redo the whole podcast with you looking like that? <laughs> let's talk about everything. All right, listen, let's sign off. Peace out, Oaken Brothers. Later, Many guys. more to come. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.